You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Housing for the Aged Action Group, Haig for short, a housing group for older people run by old Present Raise the Roof! We advocate for secure, affordable and appropriate housing. So listen up on the second and fourth Wednesday of the month at 5.30pm on 3CR 855 on your AM dial. That's right, you're listening to Raise the Roof, Housing for the Aged Action Group's show about housing issues for older people. My name is Fiona, and today I'm not joined by either of my co-hosts, Pam or Shane. They were unable to come today, but hopefully we'll be listening to one of them in next fortnight's show. Today we are listening to some stories of older women who have experienced homelessness and being at risk of homelessness and um, this was part of a video project that we were funded to do through Street Smart to talk about the issue of older women's homelessness. What we've been wanting to do for a long time at HAG is to have people who have been through our Home at Last service be encouraged to come back and become political advocates for the issue, telling their own story, because we think that's a really powerful tool. So we were really lucky to have three people agree to um, be a part of this film project. And their names are Robin, Joe and Vanessa, and you'll be hearing all three of them speak. And for the first time, we had one of our Housing Older Women Network Um, people from Queensland join us as well. So Lynette um, is telling her story about her experience of being at risk of homelessness as an older woman. Unfortunately, Lynette hasn't been able to secure housing yet. um, And that's indicative of the problem that there isn't a service like Home at Last up in Queensland, although hopefully we'll have some news on that front soon. So what I'm going to do now is play the audio of the film because it's a really powerful piece. I do want to say, though, before we get into it, that there is discussion of family violence in this. So if that's something that you don't want to hear, then I suggest you turn off for the first five minutes or so of the film and um, and then join us after come back after that. Okay, so I'm going to start playing the audio now and hopefully you'll be able to hear these amazing women and their stories. I told my son, I says, when the films come out, you're going to see something that you probably won't believe and you won't want to know. And I said, I'm sorry for that, but I'm going to tell my story. I want people to know that, that there is hope and there's people out there that will help you. When I came here, came to Brisbane 10 years ago, I was shocked at the price of rent. My goodness, how am I going to find anything I can afford? Spent the first year doing a house sit where I contributed something to my niece's rent while she was away. And then I got taken in by my son and his then partner. Cared for mum probably at least 20 years. Mum passed away 
and I hadn't considered me or my future and I ended up at risk of homelessness. I was evicted from a flat I'd lived in for 10 years because my rent kept going up but my income stayed pretty much the same. I was not able to get off the dole from all the illustration work and I wasn't able to find anywhere to live in time so I stayed with my mum. I started to go and draw houses so then it's turned into a project of like, okay, how many places have I lived in? It's probably up to about 70 now. I was about 17 years old. I was in Canada and my father was hitting me so much I couldn't take it anymore. And I knew if I didn't get out of there, he'd kill me. That's all I could think of. You cry a lot, you're hungry all the time, nobody's there to help you. Sometimes you go into behind restaurants and see what they've thrown out and to, to survive. I live in people's front yards and stuff like that and th that's how I got by and, and, and then I, you know, I, I, I married a man uh, within a week. I met him on a Tuesday, married him the following Tuesday because I, I could get out of the house then and he needed to stay in the country, so it was beneficial for both of us. For the first few years, we were okay. There was no problem. It's just later on, he started going crazy, started choking me, smacking me. And you know what? I've done that before, and I don't want to go through that again. So in a way, yes, it does repeat itself, but I broke the cycle because I won't let that happen. And I made sure that my kids never, ever saw any of that because I don't want my children to see their father hitting their mother. And I just left then, I couldn't take it anymore. So I had to go in the streets, nobody else would take me on. I've been buying a house five times in the different locations where I've lived. And the price of houses kept escalating. And the income in the middle of my life that has started to have broken employment, some of it's illness, but some of it is the difficulty to get back into work and the amount that you're getting paid on the benefits are even less than, than what you've been used to living on. I was part owner of, of a big house on the um, end near the pond at first. Sentimental. Mum was my person. She was all I cared about. Never saw myself as this homeless person, and I was. I was not only still completely 100% in grief, completely dying inside, I was um, going on to Job Seeker where it would not have paid my rent, you know, it, it just didn't. So then I advertised everywhere and I did get a housemate for a while that didn't work out. The food was really obvious and sad, you know, that it resorted to having really poor diet, having to survive. So it was constant instability, so to speak, for a long couple of years. I started writing letters to all the ministers. 
I'm not saying that it got me anywhere exactly. I was feeling like I was active, actioning my issue and pointing out that this is real and this is terrifying. When I thought that I was, okay, now I'm at the crisis point, I don't have anywhere to live. I did try to go to a housing crisis service and put myself on the Victorian Housing Registry, but they were very, yeah, it's not. Haven't you got like a friend that you could team up with? Uh, haven't you got like a drug problem? Haven't you got some children? So I thought, I'm not that much in crisis. I still have resources. I still have friends and family. So that's not for me. I was staying with my mum again on the fold-out couch in her retirement unit. And she said, I've seen this organisation. Why don't you go to a talk about older lesbians and housing? And I was like, okay, mum. There was somebody there from Women's Property Initiatives and they rang me up later and said, we've got a place in Bandura. Do you want to look at it? And I was like, how could I say no? How could I say no? 30% of my income and maybe a 10-year lease. And they said, well, that sounds good. I'm like, okay, okay. I had no keys, but I bought this. I don't know why I bought it, but something says buy it. And when Hag came, they gave me a key, and then I put my key with my name, and I had a key here, so it was really good. Like, I had no furniture, I had no fridge, no blanket, no nothing, but I had a place that was secure, and nobody could throw me out and I locked my doors and it was beautiful. It was, oh, it's the most amazing gift that it's yours. Nobody can do anything to you. I would have had to break a lease and everything because I could not afford 1600. You know, you've got your utilities, your phone, your internet. And I think within two weeks, I got this place. It was actually housing that found this for me. And then Hag, they were so good. They paid the first two weeks rent. They paid the bond. They paid for furniture removalists. It was a comforting process to go through to have them behind me. Having secure housing for me meant that I could be me again. You feel a little bit in a trance for a while. Is this mine? Can I stay here? And then all of a sudden it hits you and you just breathe. You breathe and you think, oh my gosh, is this really happening? I could do things my way for the first time in my life. You know, have my little ornaments, my animals, my prettings, my garden, my plants. I could have all the things that were close to my heart. Literally. Thinking about it now, after I've got safe, secure and low-cost housing, I lived in a perpetual state of crisis. The times that I've had to see a therapist because of self-harm and disordered eating and other psychological problems that were going on, it's like I didn't put it together in my head with, oh, that was that time when you were evicted from where you had been living for 10 years. 
So yes, you were having a mental health crisis because of being homeless. <laughs> It doesn't need to be big, this little place that I'd like to live in. It doesn't essentially have to be with a cluster of older women. In some ways, I'm living longer than I once thought I would because I had a lot of illness in my middle years. And I'm more clear that I want to have nature around me, be, be physically active, be preparing my own meals and I seem to be a sort that likes company but likes to live alone. Even when you're at a state where you don't know what's around the corner, just keep an open mind about everything. Try to picture yourself a bit of light coming through because that's what's gonna get you through. And there is help out there. And I'm hoping that I can help somebody out there like this. So. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio, 855 AM. Welcome back. You're listening to Raise the Roof on 3CR, HAG's fortnightly show about older people and housing. You were just hearing from three of our lived experience advocates in Melbourne and one in Queensland who were talking about their stories of experiencing housing and homelessness. Um, and if you want to watch the film, it's actually on our website at the moment and on our YouTube channel. It's oldertenants.org.au and you can see the amazing visuals that were put together to accompany those stories. One of the people that you heard, Joe, who was talking about doing drawings of all of the houses that she lived in, has actually released a zine that features those amazing drawings and they're all really beautiful line drawings of, um, of different houses which anyone that's been to Melbourne or lives in Melbourne will instantly recognise as very archetypal inner city Melbourne. Um, that scene's also available on our website and I'll put the link to that in our show notes. And it's a really good kind of personal story of the impacts of gentrification um, on someone who used to be able to afford to live in the inner city and has slowly been pushed out further and further into the suburbs. Joe and Robin were also recently featured in the Women's Day, so you may be able to pick up a copy of that this week and, and see more of that story. Um, and Vanessa, of course, is one of our fantastic advocates, um, peer educators, who is tireless in her recruiting of people and handing out information for HAG and telling them about Home at Last. So um, big thanks to all of the participants, Lynette, Joe, Robin and Vanessa for telling their stories. It's a really brave thing to do, to go on film and, and tell about some painful parts of your life story. Um, so yeah, they're all part of our Peer Educators program, which we've had running for a while now. And it's part of HAG's political advocacy. And this is the last show that we're going to be doing before the election, the federal election. So hopefully when we come back to you, we'll have a new government, which would be amazing. Um, and so we've been developing a whole heap of resources to try and get politicians to listen to us about housing and homelessness. And one of the things we did was another little film that we've been sharing um, around the traps. And this features the voices of 
around 10 older women from mainly Queensland um, and also some from Victoria as well who are talking about, um, yeah, their experience of housing and homelessness, why it's important and why they are urging people to um, change change their vote, I guess, according to the p- political party's housing positions. So we'll go into that now and you can hear what they've got to say and then I'll come back and talk a little bit more about how you can get involved in the next couple of weeks leading up to the election. We had a lovely home and due to our business debts, we had to sell the home. We're now living in a rental property with our daughter. I had a rather traumatic marriage breakup, which left me without a home and without any money. For three years, I was homeless, which for an older woman means couch surfing, moving from place to place. I moved 18 times in those three years. My problem is housing. I'm sick. I have this diabetes. I need to be near to shop, near to train station and bus. Housing experience is very difficult in Queensland. I've been a renter um, all my adult life. In the last few years, rents have gone up significantly. There's a lot of maintenance that needs to be done and the real estate just keeps um, ignoring my request. I've been to different places and they never, they don't care about you. I've been buying houses, alternating with renting houses. I'm afraid the alternating has finished and I'm just going to be renting from now on. And I hope I've got enough money left over to eat. Having a big mortgage, forced into early retirement through ill health and having no superannuation. I lost my job in the last lockdown. I became unwell, just can't afford my rent. Not being able to find affordable housing in private rental. My journey was paved with trauma. I know that there's a lot of people, women in particular, my age, who don't have the comfort of having secure housing. I work with too many women, older women, over 55, who are at risk of housing insecurity because there is nothing affordable and there is no social housing. Something desperate is going on and needs to be fixed. What I see the government doing for the elderly, whether gay, straight, bi or gay, transgender, is nothing. I will vote for the party or candidate that will support, recognise, that has a commitment, shows some initiative about housing, long-term housing, safe housing, affordable and safe accommodation, particularly for older women who don't have the security of their own home. A national housing strategy, more social housing, targeted services to address homelessness for older women. We shouldn't be having old women sleeping in their cars or at bus stops, it's just not right. Housing is a basic human right. Having seniors housed in a forever home. I will vote for change. I vote for change. I will vote for change.
Authorised by F York 247 Flinders Lane, Melbourne. Well, brothers and sisters, what a show of strength we've got here today. Local issues. So I'm here at the school, kids strike for climate action. Live coverage. Join the, the spirit of this gathering here today at IMAR. Your voices. So give us a bit of a lowdown about what's happening. There's about 200, 250 people here at the moment. Community struggles. We're now in front of the uh, Tundaminawaya Mōbohina Monument. I'd like to thank Community Radio 3CR, who for the last decade has been broadcasting here. Feed Radical Radio, your membership is vital. A few hundred people about to pass us right now. Lots of young people standing up for their future. Subscribe today. Go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 9419 8377. Brought to us by the People's Committee for Melbourne every Wednesday at 9am. City Limits is Melbourne's only hour devoted to our urban environment. To transport and planning and housing issues. To privatisations and our utility services. To building and or maintaining a sense of community. 855 on the AM band if we can hear it through the noise and find it through the smog. City, City Limits. limits. Welcome back. You're still listening to Raise the Roof on 3CR. And if you too want to vote for change, we have some handy information to help you make that choice. We have developed a um, traditional scorecard. Um, So as you would all know, um, we're not able to tell people how to vote, but we are able to tell people about what the policies are um, of the various parties and what they're doing about housing and homelessness. So we have a, um, a little scorecard that you can download and you can have a look at online on our website, oldertenants.org.au, and it's called Where Do the Parties Stand on the Issues That Matter to Older Renters? So we've, we've roughly put those issues into three categories. Um, one of them is more housing, the next one is more support, and the last one is less inequality. So under housing, obviously, we need more public housing to be built. We're also calling for a national housing strategy. And we're hoping that the National Construction Code will be changed so that houses are both more accessible, but also um, adaptable to climate change and the impacts of heat waves and, and natural disasters, which are on the horizon. So Looking at the different political parties' positions on that, you can see from our scorecard that the Liberal Party basically hasn't done anything about those three things. Um, The Labor Party has promised a national housing and homelessness plan, um, and so have the Greens. Um, The Greens strategy says that they will provide universal access to public housing. Um, In terms of investment in more public housing, the Liberal Party hasn't set any targets to increase public housing or community or affordable housing. And the Labor Party has promised um, an amount, 20,000 over four years, but we don't think that's enough. We think we need a minimum of 25,000 per year, every year for 10 years to address the shortfall. So although the investment is welcome, we don't think it's nearly enough. 
The Greens plan to build one million public community housing and also they have a shared ownership scheme. You might have seen in the news that the Labor Party announced a shared equity scheme as well, um, but unfortunately that won't help a lot of the older people that come to us with a small amount of savings, um, which means they're ineligible for public housing. But they will need to have a loan from a bank and most lending institutions won't loan to people over 60 because of the lending laws. So that um, that scheme, although it may be good for younger people getting into the housing market, it's not really going to help older people. Um, in terms of more support, one of the main things we're calling for is raising the rate, obviously, which is raising the rate of the pension, um, job seeker and also Commonwealth rent assistance and the disability pension. Unfortunately, both Labor and Liberal have not committed to raising the rate, which is really disappointing. Um, the Greens have said that they will raise the rate of income support to $88 a day. So that's above the poverty line, which is a positive step forward. Um, if you want to hear more about where the policies, where the different policies stack up, you can jump on our website and have a look. There's a whole heap of detail that goes behind this. We've tried to make it accessible and easy. And we're also asking if people want to print those out or we can print them for you and post it out to you to put around in your local neighbourhood um, up on pin-up bowls or whatever you like. So, yeah, that would be a really awesome way to get those issues out into the into the world. Of course, candidate forums are another good place to go. Um, there should be some of those coming up in your suburbs um, and you can ask the hard questions around housing and homelessness for older people. We do know that the independents are going to be making a big impact um, on this election, it seems like lots of people are voting early and that people are looking for alternatives to the two major parties. So with that in mind, we're holding an independent candidates forum this Friday, the 13th of May, and it's online. And it features eight independent candidates. We actually wrote to all of the independent candidates that we could find across the country and asked them about what they were gonna do about older people's housing. And some of them got back to us with some really passionate and well thought out policies. And we've invited some of those to come onto a national panel, which will be hosted by Karen Percy from formerly of the ABC. Um, it's only a 90 minute online thing, but we think it's a good opportunity to hear from all women, actually, all of the candidates that we've got on are, are women. And they're talking about um, what they will do if they're elected into parliament for older women and housing. So something to think about there. I'll put the links again into the show notes and we will be publicising it on our various social media platforms and on our website. So if you jump onto oldertenants.org.au, you'll see an event there and you can register for that. Um, it will be a Zoom event. So even if you don't have the internet, you can still dial in via your phone and we can talk you through that if you have any problems. You can also jump onto Twitter or onto Facebook, um, and those details are there too. So there's plenty of ways to get involved in the federal election, and um, I'm hoping that there will be change um, and that we can influence having it maybe, you know, some good policies that help older people and get some more public housing built, um, because there certainly is a need out there. So that's about all we have time for today. Hopefully next fortnight we'll have um, Shane or Pam jumping on to be accompany me so I'm not sitting here alone talking into the void. Um, and yeah, I hope you really enjoyed listening to those voices of those older women. I, could, I can't 
tell you how amazed I am at their just incredible passion and bravery for telling their stories and just they're such a great bunch of women and we're really glad to have connected particularly with the Housing Older Women Network in Queensland and hopefully we'll have some exciting news to share about that soon. So if you want to see those videos, um, yeah, again, jump on the website and have a look because they're really great. And big shout out to the filmmaker, Isaac, who's recovering from COVID at the moment. So hope you feel better soon, Isaac, and thanks for doing the film. And yeah, I'll see you next time and we'll go out with a song. I'm not sure what it is yet, but when it's there, um, I'm sure you'll recognise it and love it. Actually, we're going to play something for Terence. Um, he's one of our members that comes in um, regularly. He's been very sad that Ross House has been closed for a while, but the building's back open now on Flinders Lane in the city, 247 Flinders Lane for anyone that wants to drop in. And he often comes in to say hi and we'd love to see him and he requested a song. So we'll play that song now. Um, hi, Terence. Hope you're listening. Bye for now.